1: Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm excited about my podcast today. It's called What to Do When You Don't See God Working. What to do when you don't see God working. I don't know about you, but there have been seasons in my life where I'm just asking God, where are you and what's going on? If you've been in one of those seasons or if you're in one of those seasons now, you don't want to miss this podcast today with Dr. Trudy and The Christian View.
2: This is the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a PhD in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy.
1: Hey friends, this is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. I'm so excited to be with you today. I have a great message that's entitled, What to Do When You Don't See God Working. What to Do When You Don't See God Working. But before we get into the topic just want to share a little bit about who I am in case you're just now joining me. Um, I have a PhD in family and marriage counseling. I have been married to the same person for 25 years. I have a 15-year-old amazing son and a five-year-old adopted daughter. Um, I'm currently raising my sister's three kids, so we went from two kids in the house to five kids in a matter of minutes. Imagine that. Um, I'm an Ironman athlete. I am the host and executive producer of an award-winning talk show called The Christian View, and I'm an avid Ironman athlete. But most importantly, I'm a daughter of the King, and I'm an overcomer. For a lot of my life, I'm in my 50s now, but for a lot of my life, I walked around in shame, guilt, and condemnation. I walked around confused about who God created me to be. I walked around in self-hatred and self-pity, and I walked around with a, a victim mentality. But through the grace of God, when I surrendered everything to Him, He took everything. And he took my ashes and made them beautiful. He took my mistakes and made them a masterpiece. And my goal in my life is to help other people get set free, to help other people see who they are in Jesus Christ so they can walk in their full identity. You know, John 10, 10, it's my favorite scripture. And it says, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I, Christ, have come that you may have life and have that life abundantly. And for so many years, y'all, I was not living that abundant life. Um, but now I can say that through Christ and through his goodness and through his love and his mercy and through my surrender, I can live the abundance life in Christ. And that is my hope, my desire and my goal for you. So I'd love to hear from you. If you need prayer um, or anything, just write me at DrTrudySimmons at gmail.com. And I'd love to pray with you and encourage you on your walk with the Lord. But let's get into the topic What to do when you don't see God working? What to do when you don't see God working? Are you going through a difficult time in your life? Maybe work is, maybe it's work related, stress related, or maybe you're struggling in a relationship. Maybe it's something in your financial life. No matter what you do in any of these areas, it feels like you're trapped in a pit and you can't get out. And you're thinking, where in the world is God? Where is God in all? Of what I am going through. I have good news for you, and I want you to go to John 5 17. John 5 17, and it says this. But Jesus answered them, My Father has been working until now. He has never ceased working, and I too am working. God is working behind the scenes. God is moving behind the scenes. He's He's writing your story with power and grace. You know, and he's waiting for you to surrender each part of your life to him so that he can truly, truly work all things out for your good and your glory. You know, that's what scripture says, that God is working all things out for our good and his glory. But what happens, y'all, is that we try to hold on to everything. It's like a fisherman going fishing and he casts his rod out and then he reels it back in. He casts it out and he reels it back in. We've got to cast it out, y'all and not reel it back in. We've got to take what we have and give it to God, lay it at His feet, and let Him work. But so often, we get in a hurry. You know, we get in a hurry, and you know, we serve a God who is never late. He's always on time. And it may be the 11th hour, but that 11th hour is the perfect time for God to work and God to show up. So I just want you to know, that if you feel like God's not working and you don't see him working, I want you to hold on. I want you to hold on tight to God's words and God's promises, especially the one I just read in John five seventeen. God is constantly working. He's working behind the scenes. He's working all things out for your good and his glory. But the devil wants you to feel alone. He wants you to feel isolated and he wants you to feel rejected. He wants you to feel like, God just doesn't care. And I know that because I felt that way for a very long time in my life. I, you know, I was like, where is God? What is God doing? Why isn't God working? Why is this happening to me? And one day I just felt the Holy Spirit say, sometimes we don't have to know all the whys. We don't have to know all the ins and outs, but what we do have to do is we have to completely trust in God. We have to completely trust that God is sovereign, that God is who he says he is, and that God will do what he says he will do. And I believe me, I know it's hard. I know it's hard when you're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for a promise. You're waiting for a dream to come true. And you're just sitting there waiting. But in the waiting, there are things we need to do. In the waiting, there are things we need to do. Listen to this. This is um, Ephesians 1.11. In him also we have received an inheritance, a destiny. We were claimed by God as his own, having been predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand, according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. You were claimed by God. You were claimed by God. You were chosen by God. You were appointed by God. You are predestined by God, and you have a destiny. And so often, we put the horse before the cart, and then we get ahead of God, and then we kind of mess things up. Can I get an amen on that? And then we have to go back and undo, or God has to go back and undo the things that we messed up by getting ahead on God. So what do you do when you don't see God working? What do you do when you don't feel God working? One, you stand by faith. Stand by faith. It says. In, it says in Ephesians that we are to put on the armor of God. We are to put it on every single day, and then we are called to stand. Are you struggling in your marriage? Are you struggling in your finances? I want you to stand on the promises of God. Find scripture that relates to where you are struggling, because for each of us it's different, and stand on the promises of God. God's word never returns void, and God is not a man that he shall lie. Corey ten Boone said this, God has plans, not problems. There is no panic in heaven. God has plans, not promises. I'm sorry. God has plans, not problems, and there is no panic in heaven. So when we feel like those answers aren't coming, when we feel like God has left us, when we feel like I just don't know what to do, Stand by faith on God's word that God is working all things out for your good and his glory. There's a song that I sing often. I see the evidence and the goodness of God all over my life. I see it all over my life. And so what I'd like you to do when you're standing firm on God's word is to start praising God, start worshiping God, and then go back and remember the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living where he did not leave you nor forsake you, where he stood closer by your side that a brother where he, you know, he spoke words of encouragement over you. Start seeing the goodness of God in the land of the living and wait on those promises. Wait on those dreams because they're coming. And then I want you to think, remember that God is rewriting your story. God is writing and sometimes rewriting your story. We all have a story. We all have a backstory. We all have a now story and we're going to have a future story. And God is in the process of writing your story. Think about Joseph. Joseph had a story. Moses had a story. Abraham had a story. You know, in all those stories, they had promises from God. But yet it took years and years for those promises to come about. So I don't know if God has said something to you, maybe a dream, a destiny, something that hasn't come to fruition yet. Again, stand on those promises. Stand on the word of God, knowing that he is working all things out for your good and his glory. Then I want you to think about learning to see the unseen. Learning to see the unseen. You know, Paul talked about seeing the unseen a lot. In his letters to the church at Ephesus, he wrote, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Learn to see the unseen and learn to keep your belief in God. So you have physical eyes that you see the world around you, but you also have spiritual eyes or the eyes of your heart, which is what Paul was talking about in Ephesians 1.18. You have those spiritual eyes that give you awareness of spiritual things. You know, so we want to hone in on that. We want to say, okay, God, I see things in the natural are not working out as I would have them to be. Give me spiritual eyes so that I may see the way you see the situation, the way you see this promise. And that way you will see things the way God sees it. Sadly, we are so accustomed to only believing what we see right in front of us with our natural eyes. If we don't see God doing something, then we assume he's not doing anything. But the truth is, God is always working. If we could just believe that and keep our hope in Him, not in our circumstances, not in our situations, but keep our hope in Him, then we will see the evidence of His working in our life, in His time, and in His way. Amen? I love that. Learn to have, learn to see the unseen. So first, you're going to stand by faith. Second, you're going to learn to see the unseen. Third, I want you to make sure that you have mentors in your life. You have people that can provide insight, that people who can pray for you. It's difficult at times to trust God more than we can see what is right in front of us. And that's why he provided us a helper. He wants us to rely on him, the Holy Spirit, first and foremost. And then he wants us to be with a group of believers, you know it says, "Don't go to the th- phone, go to the throne." So first we go to the we go to the throne. We seek the Holy Spirit, which is our comforter, who dwells in every believer. So we seek Him for counsel, for comfort, for protection. And I want you to go look at Deuteronomy thirty one six, John fourteen twenty six and twenty seven, and Hebrews thirteen five. He is our comforter. He is, he is our um, protector. He gives us um, discernment. And once we go to the Holy Spirit, then also, again, we need to be in a body believing church or we need to be with a mentor, someone that we can just bounce ideas off of, someone that can pray for us, someone that can encourage us um, and can, you know, because the enemy, like I said earlier, wants us to feel isolated. He wants us to feel rejected. He wants us to feel condemned. He wants us to feel um, that there's no hope. And so that's the enemy. That's the enemy. But we have hope. We have hope in Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit, which is our helper. But we also need a body of believers to stand beside us as we are waiting on God to do what he has said he will do. And then the last thing I want to just encourage you with is trust God with your life. Can you trust God in the night season? Can you trust God in the eleventh hour? Can you trust God to wait patiently? You know, I counsel a lot of of, of of broken marriages and a lot of people they're afraid to they're afraid that if they don't go ahead and get married, that they're gonna miss the opportunity to be married. And so you get ahead of God. You may have a job that you want, right? And um and you get ahead of God. You you put maybe your um Your conviction's on a back burner because you want a certain job. You want a certain position. And so you get ahead of God because you're like, okay, well, God's not working. So therefore, I'm going to have to do this on my own. And I'm telling you now that you've got to learn to trust God with your night seasons. You've got to learn to trust God in the 11th hour. You've got to learn to trust God because he loves you. You trust God because he is true. He is faithful and he is dependable. Okay, I heard this statement at church um, the other day. I'm trying to find the scripture to back it up. But it says, do you want God? Do you want a God that you can explain or do you want a God that you can worship? Do you want a God that you can explain or do you want a God that you can worship? And that's part of trusting God. Trusting God for who he is, trusting God for who he says he is, trusting God for what he says he'll gonna do, he's going to do. And then we worship him. We don't have to know all the answers. You know, we don't have to know the, the, the whys or the why nots. We can trust him because he is true, because he is faithful, because he is dependable. Psalms 35 says this. Um, for his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Verse seven. By your favor and grace, O Lord, you have made my mountain stand strong. God is with you, and He's saying right here that even in your night seasons, even in the the time that you spend time crying or upset, that God is with you, and He is not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you, and He's going to turn your joy. That your joy will come in the morning. It says, weeping may endure for a night, but the joy comes in the morning and he makes your mountains strong. So I don't know what you're waiting for, what promises that you're waiting to come to pass. But if you read from Genesis to Revelation, you will see that there is a waiting process. God may be silent. You may not see him. And sometimes there's another saying that says, the teacher is always quiet during the test. I want you to know that God is with you. He is for you. He will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. But there are certain things that we must do in the waiting season, certain things we must do in the night hour. And the first one, as I said, you've got to stand by faith, stand by faith, stand in faith. Don't let the enemy steal your faith. Don't let the enemy rob you of what God is trying to do in and through you during this waiting season when you don't see God. Secondly, God is rewriting your story and he's writing your story. We all have stories. Born again believers, God is really writing your story for your good and his glory. Then remember to learn to see the unseen. Learn to see the unseen. Ephesians 1, 8 and 9. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. You want to learn to see the unseen. And then remember that you have a spiritual helper, the Holy Spirit. He will guide you. He will counsel you. He will comfort you. He will protect you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. Then I want you to be in a body-believing church or have a mentor, someone who is strong in their faith, who can walk hand in hand, side by side with you in prayer and in encouragement. And then trust God with your life. This may need to be number one, really. You've got to trust God. Trust that He is who He says He is. He is faithful. He is true. He is dependable. And then just remember, God is always guiding you. God is guiding you today. He's guiding you tomorrow. He's guiding your future because He loves you. Don't believe the enemy. When the enemy says, where is God? Why isn't He working? I want you to go back and I want you to memorize. Um, John five seventeen. God never stops working. It also says in one scripture that Jesus that he never sleeps nor slumbers, slumbers. So when the enemy comes in to make you feel shame, guilt or condemnation, to make you feel isolated, to make you feel defeated, to make you feel rejected, I want you to remember that God is faithful. God is always working. So when you don't see God working, I want you to remember that God is moving behind the scenes. God is working. He is working behind the scenes. He comes at the 11th hour sometimes. Nothing catches God by surprise. And even though your answer may tarry, your answer is coming because that's how much God loves you. Let me pray with you. Father God, I just pray for everyone listening today. Um, God, I just ask that, Lord, that you will show up and show off in their life. Your word says that you will do exceedingly, abundantly, more than they can ever imagine or hopeful. God. So I'm just asking you to pour your blessings out on each listener today, Father God. Let them feel your love. Let them feel your hope. Let them feel the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And Father God, I ask that you let them see the goodness of the Lord all over their lives, Father God. We just tell the devil right now that he is a liar. He has no legal rights in our thoughts. He has no legal rights in our mind. He has no legal rights in our destiny because we are children of the Most High God. Lord, we praise you. We bless you. And I ask that you pour out your blessing upon every listener today. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Y'all have a great day. And remember, you can write me at drtrudysimmons at gmail.com and follow me on all social media outlets at thechristianview.tv. Be blessed. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.